if you're making mistakes, it's actually a good thing. Um, the reason why I believe it's a good thing is because you're trying something new. You're learning something new. You know, when you're trying to do mathematics or you English or science for the first time, you keep making mistakes until you get it right. So I believe that that's the kind of same thing. So I just kept making mistakes, you know, um, until, until I got onto social media and started realising that social media wasn't just about people taking pictures of themselves on the beach. It was you can use social media to create wealth and create a lot of wealth. Today we get to speak with Arne Terry. He's an international headhunter, a social media blogger who's focused on gratitude, appreciation and chose to have fun along the way. He helps turn your passion or hobby into profit and can help raise your social media presence. He's been creating a lot of inspirational videos that are focused on hints, tips, secrets to having fun making money by using social media. He's making results through getting sales leads and scaling your online presence by making money from your mobile or computer. We can take valuable takeaways as we listen to his journey as a social media blogger and a mindset coach. So let's listen in. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Arne Terry, thank you so much for coming out to the podcast. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you very much. I can hear you loud and clear from Manchester, UK. I'm great. Fantastic. So we are having a conversation with Arn Terry, who's located in Manchester, UK. We're located here in Virginia, USA. And um, the podcast has been doing great. We've, we've been, uh, you know, talking to a ton of guests. It's been a ton of fun. So Arn, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a version of your journey that no one's heard before. Right, okay, so um, a little about myself is um, um, father, husband, three children, married 13 years. You know, story from, from most, um, you know, proud fathers, husbands um, out there that want to do best for themselves and the family. Um, so my, my journey, a bit about myself is I'm, I'm an international headhunter, recruiter, turned social media professional uh, and blogger. Um, and I got to that point by making mistakes um, 10 years ago and thinking to myself, I don't want to be in the position where I was 10 years ago. Um, and I learned and stumbled across my journey to where I am now. Um, so, it, you know, it started um, a good number of years ago, as I said, um, back in 2008, when there was a global financial crisis, the credit crunch, whatever you want to call it, the collapse of the um, uh, bank investment companies. Um, at that time, um, I was a, a young, a younger, should I say, recruiter. Um, and my clients were in the financial services. So I had Bear Stearns as one of my clients. I had Parole Systems, who were, were at the time a very large um, consultancy company, pretty much like your, your PwC or your Accenture, that, that kind of um, business. Um, 
So, you know, life was great back then, 2008. Um, I'd been in recruitment for a good number of years at the time. Um, yeah. I was earning money, I was earning commission. And then, you know, that collapse happened and it got very, very tough and it got very, very real because I started losing my clients. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so what, what basically happened um, for me, so back, back then, 2008, it was, you know, um, one client stopped and the next one one went under, then another client disappeared. And, you know, at the time I was going through my family journey, got married in um, 2006, um, you know, um, got a house a couple of years before that. Um, our first daughter was born in 2008. So it was, you know, going through that, journey mm-hmm. of family and creating a family and then but obviously the burden that comes with that is the finances so obviously your mortgage um your wedding finances your honeymoon your um your first born <clears throat> and we wasn't ready no one was ready for the for the credit crunch nope. um so what that meant for me was you know, I had all this financial burdens coming on, which was great financial burdens. And um, so I don't want to make it sound like it was it was bad. It was great wedding, etc. Um, but my clients stopped recruiting. So because my clients stopped recruiting, I was mainly based on a commission based role. Um, so it was like I had no money going on. So you know, anyone from who went through that can understand and remember the painful times when yeah. it was right. Okay, what do I do? You know, you're looking, looking right. How do I get fight? How do I get money into the account? Because we've got more money coming out than coming in. We was literally the savings were all just depleting. And um, so I did what most people did and do, which was get a second job. You know. Um, so back then, 2008, this was, I got a job at Tesco supermarket. Um, I worked in the um, in the back room or storeroom, whatever you want to call it, which was on, on the clothing department. But I was still working my full-time job, which was still, you know, getting into the office at 7.30, 8 o'clock, still finishing at 7 o'clock in the evening. But come Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was doing a part-time job as well. Um, so it was tough. It was difficult. Um, I felt like I was going to lose everything because, wow. you know, I was a lot younger at the time. So, no, so yeah, it's, it's just like... I, when- could, I could totally relate. I mean, I got married back in 2006 as well. So, you know, we were basically on the same track, you know, going on 13 years. I've got three kids as well. You know, our first one was 2010. So I went through that same credit crunch, that cr- that same collapse. And I think I lost my job. Um, it was uh, it was um, it was something something around the same time, and I was like, "Wow, this is really interesting." And looking for work was tough. And I think uh, my biggest, my longest uh, one where I was looking for work was back in twenty ten. For eight months, I didn't have anything, and then finally, when I did find find some work, I had to move to a different state. And I think that experience alone, mm-hmm. you know, being able to move because now you have a work, a, a paying job, enabled me to get back on my feet, start a new adventure. You know, we were we were nearly married as well. And my I think my wife had just finished her master's. But again, it, it was a it was a really mm-hmm. different time. And, and those struggles we go through and it helped. It kind of helps us 
figure out, okay, how can we make sure that this never happens to us again? Like you said, you were commission-based. Absolutely. So how did you solve that issue? All of this happened. What, what, what changes did you make? It took a long time. So, so ju just to um, interject, I wasn't fully commission based. I had a very low salary, um, but it was it was mainly commission. That that's what I relied on. So, you know, the, the car payments, the mortgage, you know, anything extra was mainly from the commission. Everything mm -hmm. else, obviously, the, the basics just covered the basics. Um, so, how how did I um, cope from that, and, and what did I do? Unfortunately, I did what everyone else was doing. I was I was um, feeling sorry for myself first of all. Um, there was a lot of pity, and yeah. then there was a lot of guilt, um, and then there was a there was a lot of um, self um, you know sacrifice, um, selling the car. Um, so you know, I believed at the time that I deserved a nice car. I believed I deserved the nice things, um, but reality kicks in. And you just think it's just the car, it's just material stuff. So I got rid of the nice car. I bought um, what I thought was going to be a car that lasted me. <laughs> so, but it didn't. It was that bad. This car, the electrics failed on the car, um, so I had no indicators. Um, then the speedometer went, so I couldn't yeah. even see how fast I was going. Um, <laughs> and, and again, I'm just I'm just painting the picture because I know a lot of people have been through this and maybe going through this at the moment yeah. um, due to due to COVID. Probably people going through this, so it's it's it's, it's an issue and it, and it's a struggle. So um, really, I, I I just had to cope because you know having a young family at the time, all I had to do, all I was doing. I wasn't really thinking strategically. I was just thinking, mm. right, okay, me and my wife were just thinking, how can we get money in the bank? Um, how can we get money in bank accounts? So we just kept working and working and working and working. So, you know, I was doing a job at um, Tesco's plus my current position, which was kind of like shaky because people didn't know if they want to keep the jobs or not. Luckily, um, we did keep our jobs. So I was working two jobs. My wife was still working full time. Mm -hmm. um and it was just a it was just a very difficult period so um i didn't do anything out of the ordinary to be honest with you through that period yeah. it was just right okay hunker down stop feeling sorry for yourself and um, bring in some extra cash uh, yeah. and just keep doing that so and i kind of suppose i changed my because at the time i was work i was working for a business and um, now I own my own consultancy, but I was working for a business. So I kind of changed my my clients who I was going for. So obviously it wasn't going for any financial companies. Um, so I changed it and started to speak to, you know, councils or public sector companies, a budget, and they still had to spend that budget no matter what. Um, and while that was going on and while I was picking myself up, I... Like you said, I came to a position where I didn't want to be in this position again. So it was kind of like, right, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be a millionaire by this time in two years. <laughs> that never happened. Um, so it was, it, was, it was just by mistakes after mistakes after making mistakes. You know, I, I was looking into um, 
um, like MLM, multi-level marketing. I was looking at selling products. I was looking at, you know, should I go into um, property? I was looking at trading. Um, and none of, none of it fell right. So I'll just make made mistakes after mistakes. And, you know, people that listen to your podcast now um, that may be beating themselves up, I say, don't beat yourself up. If you're making yeah. mistakes, it's actually a good thing. Um, the reason why I believe it's a good thing is because you're trying something new. You're learning something new. You know, when you're trying to do mathematics or you English or science for the first time, you keep making mistakes until you get it right. So I believe yeah. that that's the kind of same thing. So I just kept making mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, um, until, until I got onto social media and started realizing that social media wasn't just about people taking pictures of themselves on the beach. It was you can use social media to create wealth and create a lot of wealth. Yeah. Now you you mentioned a really good point about making mistakes and making mistakes and making mistakes, and some of the reasons why we do make mistakes is because number one we are struggling, we are depressed, we're trying to find anything, just about anything, that's going to give us that that monetary feedback that you know that's going to get us paid, that's going to put the bank in the money in the bank so we can finally afloat. It's almost like when a drowning man, what does it do? He'll grab onto anything that's going to get him back onto yeah. the top, right? So that's what we're doing when yeah. we're, when we don't have a job. So you're going to try everything possible, right? MLM, you know, try to get into real estate. And when you mentioned that, you know, I, I, I'm thinking in my head, you know, how I was trying to do all of these things last year because I was without a job. Right. For, for nine months or 10 months, I was without a job and I was like, OK, what can I do that's going to get me back out there? You know, sure, I can do these short jobs, you know, I can drive and get paid that way. I can do short jobs here and there, but it's not going to be sustainable. Like none of that is going to be sustainable because I'm still exchanging time for my my time for money. Yes. And that's yes. never is going to be enough. Right. You're never going to make two thousand dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. unless you have the systems in place. Yes. So what are some of the things you did to create that kind of success for yourself? Yeah, so the, the things I did to create, um, I think I've just lost signal and lost connection, so hopefully you can hear me. I, can you hear me still? Yeah, I think it just went off then. Um, so the, the systems that I did was, um, so you know, the stuff like this doesn't just come by chance. First of all, I was educating myself. So not just self-educating, I was, this was before COVID, obviously before COVID. So I was going to seminars. I was meeting people, greeting people, networking, mastermind groups. I I was being coached and mentored, invested my time and money. So I was getting my systems and processes right and educating myself. And then what happened was when COVID hit, and the reason why I say I wasn't affected dramatically by COVID, um, was because I had different systems in place. I had different streams of income. So just to talk you through what happened, um, very and, and it's you know and it's still obviously a sore subject for my recruitment business, international recruitment business, mm-hmm. is because I had clients where I had a lot of money that was due to be invoiced, well, due to, yeah, due to be invoiced, um, but they stopped the recruiting straight away. So not only did the clients lose out on some really good candidates, the candidates didn't get the job that they 
handed their notice in to get the job. Oh, wow. So, you know, very tricky situations. And so if people, people, you know, probably listening to this podcast and they've been maybe in that same situation where they've handed their notice in and then kind of limbo and they've had to go back to the current job to say, can you please sign me up so I can be furloughed for however long because I need to eat. Um, right. So, th- you know, this is real. So, um, so, so, so obviously I had to deal with that. I had to deal with, you know, the, the emotional um, strain to speak to my candidates and talking through that process and which is still going on at the moment. Um, yeah. But thankfully for me, I had my social media business going in the background. So I was consulting with, with clients as well. And again, luckily I used my social media know-how to speak to my clients and help them about um, branding, getting onto YouTube, getting onto Instagram, how to kind of 10x their business and how to, and how to basically get more of um, market share by using social media the right way. And so I was doing that and I was um, speaking to, it all started, you know, just last year, speaking to friends, family and, you know, giving them advice. And then it just kind of snowballs from then. And then the next minute you've got more people asking for advice and like, well, wait, I should be charging for this. So then (laughs) I was charging, you know, and still I'm (laughs) charging, charging, um, you know, consulting or coaching fees. And then what I basically did was it was it was kind of very clinical because I went through it in 2008 I knew the signs of what was going to happen so what I mean by clinical I wrote down okay what I need to do is um, I need to create this amount of money so I'm going to create a blog okay so I'm, I'm monetizing my blog basically by putting adverts on them etc mm-hmm. etc and so when they click onto it, I get paid. Right, that's cool. I'm going to go set my YouTube channel. So I get that to a certain level. So it's monetized. So YouTube pay me. Right, check, get that. What I'm also going to do is I'm going to do affiliate marketing. I'm going to sell other people's products. So before I, before I knew it, you know, I had one, two, three, four, five, six different streams of income Yeah. Um, coming through. You still hear me because I think the, the I'm maybe speaking too fast you. and the signal's not great. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it started happening with multiple streams of income here. So but the point is, to, to anyone, and I used to, I've been told this by so many people, is you should only just have a plan A. If you have a plan B, then you're not focused on your plan A. I think that's a load of nonsense. That's my belief. Uh, and and this has just made it evident with COVID, because everyone that's just put the focus on one journey, one source of income, yeah. now they don't know what to do. So when my recruitment business, and it did, my recruitment business literally shut down overnight because mm-hmm. no one could recruit because they didn't know where they stood and exactly. they didn't know what was going on with social distancing. So I just had to, you know, stop. But um, so I just basically leveled up on the social media side. And then the next thing that I was doing as well was, okay, I've got, I'm getting more and more people chasing me for coaching calls. And like you said, trading time for money money for time I was thinking okay I don't have enough time in the day Mm. to be going through all this so what I'm going to do I'm going to create a digital product so I'll create my how to dominate social media and I'll put it online and it's right okay if you want my time you get this product which is how to dominate social media 
Uh, and that's a way that I've pushed that out to the masses. You know, I've rolled that out across the world. And that's now as we speak. And that's why, you know, they say this stuff, this thing where making money as you sleep. Uh, and that's what I'm teaching people mm. um, out there as well and coaching them and saying it's so important that you have multiple streams of income. And, you know, I, I say just real to people. I say, you know, you don't have to, don't think about, I want to earn 10,000, 20,000 pounds a month. Think about, okay, what's important to you? Is it your food shopping? How much is that? Is it $200? Okay, then. So mm -hmm. your focus is to make $200 a week or a month, whatever. And you just scale up from there. It just yeah. depends on that person because every person's success is different to some person, to someone else. Some yeah. person, yeah, they may want the um, 10, 20, 100,000 pounds a month, but someone else, like, no, I just want to make sure I can pay my car payments and my, and my mortgage or rent. So I just want to make a couple of thousand dollars a month. Um, so Absolutely. That's, that's my story. No, beautiful. It's it's powerful because, you know, one thing that we forget to do is get very clear on what we want out of, like, what's going to get us happy. And yes. sure, we're all, we all grew up on, on a concept of you go to school, you get a job, you get rich, but you don't really get rich. <laughs> you just continue on. <laughs> Just being yeah. over broke, right? Just over broke. Yeah. That's what a job yeah. is, right? J-O-B. J-O-B, yeah. So you have, you're just over broke because if, if two checks doesn't come through, you're out, you're out in the open because we are not taught on how to use our money, our time properly. We're just taught on mm -hmm. you just spend eight hours here and then you spend all your money here and that's the way the life is. But when uh, when everything goes down, a lot of people, they get super clear on what they want out of life. And like you said, you know, sure, I got to be able to pay my expenses. I've got to be pay, able to f have food. What's that? What's how much money do I need monthly? Right. I need to be able to pay the mm -hmm. rent. How much money do I need monthly? What can I sell that's going to get me that money? What yes. can I do that's going to give me that money on a monthly basis? Anything on top of yes. that. So I think financial management is very important in that area and yeah. to be good in financial management you got to be able to manage your time as well so a lot of things a lot of these things go yes. hand in hand and i think one way to increase that ability is to fill up your mind with good stuff and that's what you did right you started studying yes. you started learning you started watering where you're standing you know people say the grass is greener on the side, other side. No, no, no. The grass is greener on where you're standing. Mm -hmm. If you water that area, you're going to grow, right? So that's, that's, that's what you did. Absolutely. You grow yourself. Absolutely. The more good you put in, the more good you put, you comes out. You know, today I was a mastermind call, call and my, uh, our instructor was like, you know, you, the more you, like if you're complaining a lot, be ready to hear complaining from others because the more what you put out is what's going to come yes. back tenfold. So yes. if you put out good content, if you put out good vibes, more good vibes are going to come to you. So we have to be yes. Yes. a giver. We have to become a teacher. We have to become a giver, a leader in that space. Yes. So I think what you, you know, what you did was beautiful and, and yes, a lot of people say don't have a plan 
plan B, don't have a plan C, don't have a side hustle, just focus on one thing. A lot of the times that works because to keep you from drowning, you got to learn how to swim and you're going to kick your feet to hell to stay, <laughs> stay from drowning, right? But once you figured out how to swim, now you can say, okay, let me build a boat so I can then fish and enjoy yes, exactly. the sun at the same time. And you're not going to be able to do that if you just have a single thought mind. And, and that's why they call it the rat race, because you're just running and running and running without realizing that there's so many more things to do. So, so having multiple sort, you know, yeah. sources of income. And it's, it's, it's so important. And it's, I'm glad that you mentioned the rat race as well, because I did a YouTube video recently on, mm -hmm. on the rat race and it was, it was just me explaining and I did it by way of um, diagram as well, a, um, a chart, just nice. saying the rat race is just like the, the more, you, you spend so the more you earn so you you get a pay increase or you get a big bonus what do you do oh that car i've been wanting to get that car or we can get this house or we can go on this vacation so as your salary goes up your expenses go up and follow it continuously so just exactly what you put said perfectly is you're just over broke yes. so that's my interpretation of the rat race the more you keep spending it so the more you you earn the more you keep spending that's and it just keeps going up and up and up so even if you're on your um i, I know people you know on 200 or close to two hundred thousand pounds um a year if not more mm -hmm. than that and you know, these are people who are placed and um, because they do high high profile placements um and on, on interim and they're like oh can you get me the next contract so i haven't got that much money i'm like well i've had you even a thousand pounds a day any kind of thing and these guys are just over broke because <laughs> they're still spending they just keep spending 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 rather than investing properly so then i did that i did another graph versus the journey of an entrepreneur who knows how to invest properly so the journey of an entrepreneur you know the, the spending spike goes up quite dramatically because that's spending yeah. on your your seminars um your coaching your training x y and z but then once your investment then goes up your expenses level off because you know how to invest money properly like i'm a big fan of robert t kawasaki mm -hmm. um rich dad poor dad yeah uh, you know cash flow quadrant etc etc um so it, it's just like once your, your investments start to come through and come to fruition your earnings just skyrocket. So that's, again, that's another thing that I, I, I coach people and talk to people about as well. Like what you said, it's the time management, the money management side um, to put into your business. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for, I, I believe it's the most important thing. And that's what I'm teaching to my children. I'm teaching them to my 12 year old daughter and teaching them to my nine year old son. They've literally, <laughs> I made them do that bar chart, one of the entrepreneurial journey, I'm on the rat race journey. And it's literally stuck on their own wardrobes nice. in their room. So they see that every morning, you know, which side do you want to be on? They don't have to be an entrepreneur, right. but what, you know, would you rather just keep earning? money and spending money or would you rather start investing so yeah I, I, and you know what i teach as well isn't just for um you know um, adults uh, adults it's 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 for, for kids as well you know because yeah. it's creating your blog and you know i i've put through my son and my daughter yeah i'd probably say 
10% of it, maybe like 5% of what I teach and they make their money through their own blogs. So my nice. son blogs and my daughter blogs because they monetize their, their, um, their blog posts. So, you know, you only, you, you know, you don't know what you don't know, but when you, once you know it, you realize you, you know need it. to learn more. Yes. And I think the younger age that they start at, the more it sticks in their mind. And I think that's what I, I remember yes. reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it said, you know, have your 10 year old son read it. You know, they're going to get so much value yes. out of it because they'll realize the cost of money yeah. or the cost of time more than ever anything else. That's the book. Yep. I've what's, got the button there. Rich Dad. Yes. <laughs> No, what's beautiful? So I'm just literally holding up. <laughs> yeah. What's beautiful is uh, my my son was asking me, "Can I it's, get a checking account?" Yeah. It's like, can I get a checking account? I was like, "Well, where's the money gonna come in? You know, where are you gonna earn money from?" It's like, you know, my allowance that my mom <laughs> gives us. I'm like, okay, that's good, but. How long is that going to last? How quickly will you, you know, run out of that that runway? Because essentially that's what it is. It's a runway. So what you need to learn is how to yeah. manage what you have and how to bring in more. And yeah. yes, I need I need to you know get him get him the book and and get him to read the book because he loves reading. Absolutely, he finished yeah. the entire harry potter series and and within a week you know eight books or seven books or whatever wow. so he loves reading yeah he he's a he's a very fast reader but with covid do, do you know what i would suggest um is you can get the rich dad poor dad for, for teens oh nice okay so so I, I i bought that for my son and my daughter so they've got a rich, rich dad poor dad the, the kids edition which is only a small little book it's tiny mm -hmm. and it's very condensed and it's it's not too overwhelming so i've got them that and i've got another one it's um i can't remember what the title is it's something like successful teens or something and it's it's kind of similar to um robert um to robert's book and um, but there's a bit more in there as well um so yeah i've, I've got my my 12 year old daughter she's reading richest man in babylon for the second time she hates me for it <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's just educating them and, and i say to them now you know i don't expect you to um to understand what i'm trying to teach you but i've made a lot of mistakes and i'm telling some kids you know i've made a lot of mistakes you know I've, I've spent money when i shouldn't be spending money i've not invested in the right investment you know i've seen investment opportunities but i've gone on holiday instead which you know it's been great going on holiday and spending time but it's the thing where you know and, and the, saying this in fact to my um to my brother it's like one of my friends that i know you know buying his young child and um, like trainers for mm -hmm. 200 um, 200 pounds um, which is probably like I don't know 230 dollars yeah um, I was like well stuff like this he's not going to appreciate these trainers why not get that money invested in that company or a pair of Nikes so learn about buying stock and invest that 230 dollars rather than yeah. in a pair of trainers just exactly. buy some stock and just keep doing that bit by bit you know and it was just you know trainers were just bought because because of you know just just why not but it wasn't needed yeah. um so that's that's what i'm teaching my, my children as well yes that's you can beautiful. still spend money you still have fun but try and invest it 
in what you what you need to. Oh, that's really, really awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those uh, links to the book for teens and what you, you know, I absolutely agree. You know, if I had invested. Yes, yeah, it's a shame that my section's a bit. Sorry, what did you say? Yeah, so it's a shame that the connection's a bit jumpy on my side. So hopefully yeah, this same is here. flowing it's, it's all a little right. Slow. It's a little slow. There's, there's a little bit of lag. And um, we are crossing you know, country borders and an entire we'll ocean. We'll keep going now. We'll keep going. Okay. I'm going to try to stop the video and see what that, what that does. All right. So we've had a really cool conversation about you know your journey importance of education about finances for our children and what it does and 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 how that's going to help them grow as a human being as somebody who you know can be successful as they grow yes and and that you know that's beautiful really awesome information awesome education for them to learn and and go through that so because we are in a time space where you know 20 years from now when somebody asks you what you wanted to be you know they would have a very standard answer but now in the past 10 years and five past five years you ask kids what they want to be they want to be a youtuber or they want to be a celebrity <laughs> they want to be an influencer right there their answers have changed because what yes. they see in the world happening yes. and all you need, all you really, really need is 1,000 to 2,000 subscribers. That is yeah. all. You just yeah. need 1,000 to 2,000 people yeah. in your followership for you to be successful. Yes. And that is so, it looks, it looks like a huge number. I mean, it looks like a very small number, but it's really huge. Mm -hmm. Like, have you seen 1,000 people in, in one place just listening to you talk? It's insane. So, um, and, and to get there, you just have to be really true to your message. You have to be really true to who you are, who, you know, what you want to be as a person and what your story is. Be, be super truthful to who you are as a person. You know, you don't, we no longer need to fake it till you make it because no, and we, you we're not very easy as well. Yes. Yes. So, you know the the you know the in, the internet is a, is a great thing um, as well. You know, so the the thing is when you want to listen to this and like, yeah, I want to be a YouTuber, want to do this on on, on, my, on my journey. Mm -hmm. Exactly what you said. I bottle up and listen and replay what you just said. Yeah. And just do not do not fake it till you make it. Yeah. Do not create elaborate stories. Just be yourself because. Yeah. What will happen is if you're putting on the persona of someone who you're not, you'll get the wrong audience. You'll get someone, people expecting you to be this kind of person. Yes. And then you have to carry on this character. That's mm -hmm. why I believe you see some of these you know, so-called celebrities and stuff when they have a kind of a breakdown or they, they do something that he seems out of character. But it's the not burnout. out of character. Yeah. yeah. It's because they've been putting on this character for so long, mm -hmm. they've just burnt themselves out. You know, the, the people who will do 
but yeah, it may take a bit longer, but just do the best you can and just, just be truthful to yourself. Yeah. And yeah. what you mentioned about the 1,000 to 2,000 subscribers, it's so true. And again, people that listen to this, you know, please stop looking at the big celebrities out there when they've got a million subscribers or yeah. whatever, you know, they've got that because they are who they are, you know, focus yeah. on yourself. And I think the, the great thing about YouTube as well, being a YouTuber is they celebrate the small wins. So yes. it's like when, once you get your first hundred subscribers, you get like a bit of a party email, you know, you've got a hundred subscribers and I think yeah. it's like 200 or 500, you get another, you get another email or a message from them as well. So even they've got your back, you know, just to celebrate the little wins. So celebrate your first um, subscriber, celebrate your 10th subscriber, your 20th subscriber. Yeah. You know, don't put big, you know, goals like I want to be like this influencer or that influencer. Yes, yeah. it's great to, to have that ambition. But if you've got too much that ambition to try and copy these large influencers or celebrities, you're going to fall flat on your face and you're going to... You, yeah, and you're going to be disappointed a lot of the times. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be so disappointed. Yeah. So you know, don't put those crazy expectations out there. It's 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 as it's as if you're gonna go to the gym one day and have buff arms the next day. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, right? It's not gonna happen. Exactly. And exactly. even even think about the twenty people that do subscribe you. Those twenty people, if they were in one room, that's a lot of people. Yes. Right. Having that real heart to heart conversation with even one person. Even two people during a during a week or during a day, it's it's hard work to do. Yeah, like really hard work to do, and that's why you know celebrities get so high up there because because one they're celebrities, they've done the body of work, they've done the work mm. to get to that level. Like one of the the latest celebrities that I've that I discovered last year was uh, Billie Eilish, the singer, yes. songwriter, yeah, phenomenal. Absolutely she is phenomenal, phenomenal, beautiful, but she's yeah. been putting in the work for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Right? So success doesn't come overnight. You just got to keep showing up. Yeah. The more you show up, the more you tell your story, the more opportunity, the more people will see you and see how genuine and, and real you are. Yes. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, and and then again, you know, on 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 the on the YouTube thing as well. Um, just you know, if anyone is thinking about creating a YouTube channel, I would say don't think about it. Just do it. Just um, do it. just just do it. Have fun. The main thing is have fun. You're gonna make tons of mistakes. Um, I'm constantly making mistakes, and, and I love making mistakes. But make sure I always learn from them, um, because like, and I keep saying to people you make mistakes because you're learning something new, you're doing something different. Please don't be like the majority of people who say, I'm not going to try this because I might make a mistake. I might do something wrong. Embrace it. Embrace yes. the mistakes. Just do the lessons learned. And if you want to get, you know, some guidance, you know, you can obviously, you know, come, come to me. I'll give yeah. you guidance. But I'll just speak to people. I'll go into YouTube, you know, how to, how to do this or how do we yep. do that? You know, it's, it, you know the the you know the internet is a great place if used in the right way. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic advice. Thank you so much, Arn. We do have some questions towards the end of the podcast that mm -hmm. I love to ask my guests. So, number one, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Um, rowing. Actually, believe mm. it or not, rowing nice. literally on, on the water. Yeah. <laughs> not not in the gym, rowing. Not in the gym. On <laughs> yeah. the actual water. 
Nice. Yeah. That is, <laughs> just just to, just to be precise. No, that is that is that is a beautiful activity. Uh, you get to be out in the open on the water. Yeah. You know, it's it's just amazing, amazing um, getting out there and rowing. I've seen, uh, uh, you know, in movies, you know, there's a team of rowers. <laughs> They're just out there rowing. Yeah. It's just beautiful to see. It just, for me, it just feels free. It feels liberating. Yeah. Um, you've got nature around you. Obviously, it's it's not all going to be all um, great weather, but I'm the kind yeah. of person I used to run to work um, when I used to work for someone in, in the city centre. So I used mm. to, you know, I used to run the equivalent of a marathon a week running to wow. work, you know. Um, or, or bike to work. So for me, yeah. rain, sunshine, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I like I like the activity, but for me, that's it. Rowing, that's one thing I wish I got into. Nice. Second question, what did you want to be when you were a child? <laughs> I believe it or not, I oh I wanted to I was into always into cars and I wanted to be a racing driver. Oh, um, because yeah. I was in you know uh, F1, you know N Nigel Mansell, um, yeah. Nelson Piquet and stuff like that. So I, I, I wanted to be a Formula One driver or mm -hmm. some sort of um, sports perform car, um, you know, driver. Yeah. And funny enough, when I went into high school, mm -hmm. um. And I saw my careers coach. So this is years and years later. So I yeah. think I was 15 at the time, but obviously from a young age, I, I love cars. They said, you know, what, what do you want to do? So I went to speak, speak to my careers counsellor. So I said, um, I know I'm obviously too old now to get into motorsports because obviously yeah. it's that young. But I said, I would love to be a car test driver for high yeah. performance cars. Yeah. And their response was, you know, bear, bear in mind, this was back in, I think, 96. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, I'm showing my age now. Um, <laughs> so this is probably back in 96. I said, oh, um, well, you, you, you're good at sports, so why don't you become a PE teacher? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't ask that. Um, so, yeah, yeah basically, okay. I, I, wanted to be in, I wanted to be a race driver. Nice, nice. Like speed racer. <laughs> Yes, exactly that. Like cartoon um, <laughs> stroke film, speed race. Yes, yes. that's so cool. All right, next question: What is your favorite movie or TV show? Um, I don't think anyone would know this. Um, my one of my favorite movies. It was actually. Um, don't quote me on this. It was nineteen forties or nineteen forty one. It's actually called the Thief of Baghdad. Um, it's a phenomenal film. I'm, I love film. I love motion picture. Nice. I, love, I love the way it takes you and transforms you into a different world, a different reality. Yeah. Um, and the FIFA Baghdad did it for me when I was a young kid. Um, so I think I must have watched it for the first time. Maybe I was, I don't know, five, five years of age. Wow. And it's had that impression on me to the point where I still watch it. Like every, every, well, every other month I still watch that film. Um, I wow. Of it, so it's it's basically it's, it's based on you know genie and adventure. Think of Sinbad, think okay. of Sinbad the Sailor, Jason yeah. Abbott's kind of film, um, kind of um, story. So it's it's about adventure. It's very colourful. It's wishes. It's magic. What's this called? The the Thief of Baghdad. The Thief of Baghdad. Yeah, one one nice. of the best films. No, for, yeah, probably for me one of the best films ever made. 
Wow. Um, I, I like I like my old films, so you know I always go back to like Spartacus, Jason the Argonauts, Sinbad the Sailor. Nice. Those those type of films are complicated. Those are those are very um very classic ones. I I grew up listening to those as well. It was we used to have um something called a cassette kahani or cassettes. Basically, they would record these stories on mm-hmm. with a whole production crew right on on cassette tapes. And we would listen to these cassette tapes, and they were they were in my language Urdu, right? But yes. but it's entire start entire story, like it's almost like watching a TV show, but only that you know it's all in your imagination. It was really good. You know what? You've just literally opened up a memory. Just saying that. Yeah. I I had exactly the same kind of stories on cassettes, mm-hmm. obviously in English. Um, yeah. That, that, that's amazing. I it's completely like radio. forgot about it until yeah. you mentioned it just now. And what 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 we would do is every once in a while I'll I'll uh, I'll pull up these stories uh on YouTube. So they have these stories on, on YouTube and I would play them back for my kids. And I'm like, whoa, they're so cool. And of course, you know, they've added some some um video aspect to it, but but some of the stories that I've heard are just so amazing that you know you don't even need picture for it no for it to make make sense it's really cool it's imagination and yes. again we could speak could speak we could speak i feel like we could speak for hours just about imagination yeah. um so it's it's imagination and, and like and that's unfortunately what i feel a lot, a lot of um younger the younger generation are lacking um, yeah. and, it's, and it's not their fault as well you know technology moves on mm-hmm. um, but i think we just need to get back to imagination yes. and, and that's where a lot more creativity comes from um just by you know sometimes down tools you know put put your technology away and just daydream and just imagine and yeah. put, in, put in your mind's eye and then visualize what's going to happen or, or what you can create exactly exactly all right next question what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? <laughs> what movie would I choose? Oh, this is a great question. Thank you. If I was a character, um, I, I think I'm too cheesy to be a bad guy. I don't think anyone <laughs> would, would, would take me, take me see it. I, I would have to be the best actor in the world to be a bad guy. So... <laughs> It, it would have to be more like a kind of, um, oh, maybe a, a kind of like, you know, Rock and, um, uh, God, I can't believe I've forgotten his name now. Um, who does Rock always collaborate with? Um, the comedian. Oh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. So yeah. it'll be like a Rock and Kevin Hart nice. kind of movie where, where, where I'd come as a, as a cameo and I'd be like yeah. Kevin Hart's like younger brother <laughs> or his twin brother or something like that. And, you know, we, we, we hate each other, but yeah. we love each other at the same time. So it'd probably be that kind of movie where we just we just hate each other, but love each other, and we just keep taking the mick out of each other all the time. <laughs> that would be so fun to watch. That's awesome. All right, next question. Who is your favorite superhero? Oh, wow. Wow. Um, you speak to someone who loves, um, who absolutely loves Marvel. Yes, me um, too, man. Oh. So, oh, my favorite. It's impossible. Yeah, pick. it's... it's 
I'm, I'm going to let, let me let me do this to make it a lot easier. So let's just okay. talk about the current films that have come out of the Marvel universe. Okay. Um, I would probably, <clears throat> I'd probably say, and this only because I was at Madden Two Swords just the sure. other day with my kids, um, <laughs> and, and my wife absolutely loves them. She was getting so excited that she was stood next to this character with mm-hmm. the biggest smile on the face, so the the person would be four. Um, oh nice so so yeah you know he's he's obviously um he's amazing yeah yeah he's yeah you know so he can fly god and thunder and all that stuff so yeah it'll probably be four um i think he's a he's a great character nice i like it i like it he's got he's got a really amazing story arc through the, throughout the movies right yeah the decades like he's he's arrogant he learns and he's grateful, and then he's graceful. Yeah, this is amazing just to see his journey. journey. It's I, it's a little abrupt because you know yeah. it's got to be unlike uh, unlike Tony Tony Stark's. You know, um, his story is is um, I, I I associate a lot with. I mean, I didn't go through a lot of the pain that he did, but there's a lot of connections. Like I love tinkering with stuff too. Yeah. Um, and hence the podcast hacks and hobbies, you know. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you're a bit, you're an engineer. Yeah, that, that's what he literally classes himself as. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And, and 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 that's why I would say for as well. You know, you articulated a lot, a lot better than me. Is just the story that he went through because when you watch his his first movie, yeah, he's so abrupt, so brash, so arrogant. You know, yeah. always like you're not going to lead, you know, you're, <laughs> he expected it, you know, he expects that I'm going to be, you know, yeah. I'm going to be king, I'm going to be, you know, king of Asgard. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we could speak about this for hours, but yeah. <laughs> so, well, what's, what's beautiful is that that's the entitlement mm. that we all have, well, that we all see, right? Yeah. So, you know, when we, 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 we hear the word entitlement, like, oh, the millennials are entitled, they, they expect mm. all of this. And that, I think that's what Thor showed. Yes. Right. And then yeah. and later on, it's like, no, it's that's not going to get you anywhere. You yeah. have to sacrifice. Yeah. You have to give up. Yeah. And then wow. yeah, it's, it's just a really powerful. And then, then basically when he was then worthy of it, it, it didn't yes. want it because he, yes. he, he, he was he was so past not not he felt better now but he knew there was more of him to give yeah out there. um and he knew he wasn't the right person at that time for it yeah um so yeah it's it's an incredible journey and and that's why i love film that's why i love motion picture yeah um, and that's why we fall in love with you know the these characters because if it's done right it takes you into you know you're not in the you're not you know you're not no. just watching the movie you're, you're in yeah. it yeah. Um, and the, the daughter just reminded me just the other day. She was like, "Dad, do you remember when we watched um, uh, this?" Is a spoiler alert. You know, if anyone's yeah. not seen Endgame, I don't know, <laughs> know why. But she, why like, wouldn't you see Endgame? Come exactly. on, exactly. Get with the plan, guys. <laughs> and, and the daughter was like, "Oh, do you remember when that woman was crying when it, when Tony Stark died?" Yeah, yeah. I, and yeah, the woman literally sat behind us in the cinema, and she was sobbing. She oh, was wow. crying her ass yeah. out. And I said, you know. We, we was kind of giggling, but I said that's what motion picture does for you. It yeah. brings you into it, yeah. into the film. It's like she was there and she saw him, you know, breathing his last breath. Yeah, and what he what he did and what he committed um, to his team, to the world, to the universe, and, yeah. and beyond. You know, it's um, it's awesome. I just I love motion picture. 
and then and then the evolution of him too right remember in the first avenger mm. captain america tells him you would never lay down your line I, yes life on anything and that affected him it's like what are you talking about mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> he's an ever-evolving person like Best throughout yeah. all of the <laughs> 24 movies whatever he's evolved the yeah. most throughout i mean it's, it's just beautiful to see it is that I think on that, that the scene that he's talking about, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. is all when Captain America says you will jump on a grenade line. Yes. And then Tony Stark comes out with some, you know, some flipping comment yeah. uh, of a solution because he's, he's an engineer, so his brain works differently. So he yeah. came up with a solution and like the way yeah. Captain America just like rolled his eyes at him, like just, yeah, you will. <laughs> As you can tell, yeah, I, I like, I like yes. the movies. So um, yeah. yeah, it was just just phenomenal, phenomenal character, great, yeah. great acting, you know. Um, and, we and might, you know, we might have to do another episode where we just talk about Marvel. I've I've had a lot of conversation with other guests where we just went to this Marvel deep, deep uh, black <laughs> hole, right? <laughs> I mean, it would be really fun if I were to if I were to bring all of us Marvel fanatics back, and oh, we just talked yes. about Marvel movies. Yes. And like remnants. I think that would be so fun to yeah. do. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. 100%. And we can talk about, I don't know if you watched the the, the first Spider-Man movie when it's literally mm -hmm. shooting web. Was it a movie or a series? I think it was a series. And when you're shooting the web, this is the, the film or program. Um, it just looked like someone throwing a piece of rope. And, yeah. And it was like revolution. It's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so awesome. how, how, how far, you know, special effects. We've come before. exactly, yeah. man. Yeah. It's beautiful. All right. Last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? Uh, go. Um, I've never nice. played. I've never played Go before. Mm -hmm. Never played Go. Yeah. Um, that's one, and I can't believe I'm saying this now. That's <laughs> I, I'm setting myself um, challenges. Um, <laughs> yes, you are. I'm trying to improve my brain capacity and trying to improve, you know, myself as a person so I can give back better to other people. Um, yeah. and I've, I've got this weird imposter mentality um, syndrome kind of thing where, you know, because I'm making money online, making money from, you know, giving my courses out. I yeah. want to make sure I'm as um, knowledgeable as person uh, yeah. as, as I can be. And um, so I, I think um, Go would be the game I would like to be because it's, more of it's more strategy more complex more thought pro, more thought process than chess or anything yeah. else in its capacity so that's what i would be well what's beautiful about having the thought that about imposter syndrome is that anytime you start thinking about imposter syndrome it means that you're being truthful to who you are mm. And that you are not an imposter because you are thinking clearly in who you want to be. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I think you're on a good path, man. <laughs> 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 well, Aaron, Aaron, this, Aaron, this was really awesome talking with you. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Um, and thanking you, you know, teaching us some lessons and, and sharing us your story and the tips and, and tricks and hacks around life and, and how to help children learn to be better in finances. So yeah. when they grow up, because, you know, as parents, 
that's our goal. You know, we made mistakes and we want our children to do better than we are, we have done in our lives. And, you know, I look back and I, I look at what my dad has provided for me and it, it, I see exactly that, you know, he wanted to make sure that we didn't have to deal with the problems that he had to deal with. He wanted to make sure that we had a roof, we had food, yeah. plenty of food. So, you know, so that's what we're doing with our children. And we all, I think we, each one of us have a different way of giving and teaching that. that yeah. So thank you so much for sharing. Well, it's a pleasure and gratitude and appreciation. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, have an amazing day, my friend. Talk to you very soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this Hacks and Hobbies episode. Junaid would love to hear from you, so please leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit hacksandhobbies.com to find additional information on the guest today, as well as the show notes.